everybody, Paul is a superhero. Tuition is handled by some random that live in Atlanta that she only see when she feels obligated. Admitted it to me the first time we dated, but she was no angel and we never waited. I took her for sushi, she wanted to so we took it to go, told him don't even play it. And we never talked too much after I blew up, just only hello, happy belated. And I think I texted and told her I made it. And that's when she texted me and told me she prayed it. And that's when I texted and told her I love it. And right after texting and told her I'm faded, she asked. Whatever I learned since getting richer, I learned working with the negatives to make for better pictures. I learned Hennessy and enemies is one hell of a mixture, even though it's up, girl, I'm still f***ing with you, damn, is it the fall, time for me to revisit the past, it's women to call, there's albums to drop, there's liquor involved, there's stories to tell, we've been through it all, yeah. interviews are like confessions, get the f*** about my dressing room, confusing me with questions like... Do you love this shit? Ladies and gentlemen, right the now? world Do you according to Paul. Yo, what up, world? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to everybody. Hope y'all are having an amazing week. Uh, yeah, it's been a good week, man. It's been it's been one of those weeks where like almost everything is going right. I'm excited because uh, this drops on Thursday and I'm actually heading to um see my son play baseball so i'm excited about that too because it's gonna be a good weekend for me um but we'll talk about that next week uh what's been going on this week uh let's see i i recorded this episode i recorded the last episode early so i ain't like i told y'all i had a show a poetry show i was excited about the poetry show um and so um had the show show was really dope it was at uh the dakota which is a um little ice house bar whatever on um, hackberry and dakota right there shout out to eddie uh who runs it eddie vega runs the, the um i think it's called mouth poetry or mouth dakota poetry mouth dakota is what it's called it's actually on south dakota so that's the mouth dakota south dakota joint so i had that and i know i said on the last show that it was dope but it actually really was dope we uh um I, so I do this thing when I go to poetry fin- venues, I like to go first. And part of the reason why I like to go first is because what happens is, first of all, no poet wants to go first. Either poets want to wait till the audience gets there. The audience get there like, or, or, like they want to wait for people. Right. Um, or they just don't want to be in a position where they have to set it off. And for me, I'm like, nah, let me go first. Let, let me. Let me set the tone. People think I do it out of a sense of um, being cocky. But the reality is I do it because I want to get the shit over with. Like I want to get, if I'm being honest, like I want to get it over with. Just be like, okay, I'm done. Uh, So I wanted to go first, but I didn't want to impose that on this venue. Since this isn't my venue, I don't run it. I don't have anything to do with it directly or indirectly. So I was like, and they put me last, which meant, two things thing one i had to listen to all the other poets and i true story y'all i run a poetry venue i've been actively a part of for shit we just hit 13 years so for the last 13 years i've been actively a part of this poetry venue which is amazing shout out to uh the people all the people behind the scenes of right art out i don't be liking that shit I don't. It'd be some days I'd be like, Ugh. not that I don't like poetry. I just don't like open mics because 
sometimes it'd be a whole lot of just extra. Matter of fact, here, it was a black history event. Like we were doing black history and one of the ladies, non-black lady got up and said uh, she was reading a poem, a poem from a Guyanese poet. And um, so she reads this poem or whatever. And I don't remember if it was her or the other lady, but somebody, I know somebody said uh, at the end of the day, like we all from Africa. So we all African-Americans. And I was like, if you don't sit your white lives matter, all lives matter ass down. Um, but that happened. Uh, and I don't know. It's been a, the last few days been good, though. Uh, kind of light um, on all fronts. Uh, I am. Do I do it now? No, I'm going to wait. I got an announcement at the end of the show. I'm going to wait till the end of the show to announce the announcement. But um, yeah, so uh, that's really been it. Hope y'all had a good weekend, a good week. Hope y'all having a good week. Um, y'all been y'all been reaching out to me, so shout out to y'all for that. You know what? Enough about this. Uh, enough about the nonsense. Let's get the show started. So uh, out the gate, like just off the rip, I want to send a thoughts and prayers to the family of or rest in peace to um, Hadia Broadbent. If you don't know who Hadia Broadbent is, she is an activist with the uh, an HIV AIDS activist, Hadia Broadbent rose like to prominence like people really knew her name because i think she was like 11 when she was on oprah she was on oprah uh back in the late early early 90s if i'm not mistaken like it was a time when first of all when oprah had a show and we didn't know what we didn't know enough about aids like we aids was still was still new new enough that we were in a weird space with with the way we treated people with AIDS and Hadia was a activist in that space. She was born with AIDS, HIV or HIV AIDS. I don't know how to say that properly, but she was born with AIDS. And uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, her story is that she was like her mother left her somewhere right after birth. And she was, um, Oh snap. Let me, and she was um, um, adopted, and the family that adopted her, uh, her the mother that adopted her, really began working with her uh, to let her be a voice for children born with AIDS. Like this was to no fault of her own um, that she was born H- AIDS HIV positive. Again, I may be misstating that, but that's I don't I don't know how to properly say it. Is HIV either way? Um, oh, HIV AIDS, but she became an advocate for that. At one point she was on the new, I mean, not on, not the news. She was on a show with Magic Johnson cause they were talking about being, uh, or having AIDS. Uh, even though I don't believe Magic Johnson has AIDS, that's a whole nother conspiracy conspiracy theory that I have. I don't have a lot of conspiracy theories, but Magic Johnson does not have AIDS is one of my conspiracy theories. Anyway, keep it moving. Um, I believe that, uh, today as the, as of this recording or yesterday, I'm not sure which one day this week recently, um, Hadia's parents put on social media that, um, Hadia had passed 
And if you don't know who she is, don't know her story, by all means, look up Hadia Broadbent. She was uh, one of the most forward-facing people during the early days of the AIDS epidemic in a society where we did not know how to treat HIV AIDS. Like we were, um, not that we shouldn't be afraid of it, but we were deathly afraid of it. And then comes in this little girl who was articulate and very positive about her life's outlook. Uh, she did not look like what we thought AIDS looked like. Like there was a movie, um, Philadelphia with Tom Hanks and Denzel. And I'm not saying that that was what we thought AIDS looked like, but that was kind of what we thought AIDS looked like. Right. And then at some point though, uh, Hadia showed on the scene and she, she didn't look like that. And, if you, uh, just because I actually knew people who I, I didn't know her personally, but I knew people who knew her. And so I followed her on social media for a while. And, um, like she, she was, she was living an amazing life. Uh, they did not say what her cause of death was. I don't care what her cause of death was, but definitely rest in peace, uh, to Hadia and thoughts and prayers to the Broadbent family. Okay, um, I definitely wanted to make that its own segment just because I ain't want I ain't want to um, throw jokes in the middle of that at all, uh, just because of the seriousness seriousness of it. But anyway, now to the jokes because <laughs> it's a lot. I I, I say this often. I, I say this often. This is not a political podcast. Don't come here for politics. But then we be talking politics. Like I say, don't come here for politics. But then we start talking politics. This is something, I don't even know if this is political, but I think it's important. Recently, the Alabama Supreme Court passed a ruling that frozen embryos are children. Now, if you saw the case or if you heard that, it now has a uh, overreaching effect because people are like, whoa. So, hey, y'all, peep. I actually did some research because I was like, well, why does this even matter? Here's what if, and y'all may know this. I didn't know this. So I'm sharing this with anybody who didn't know this. So here's what I found out. What they do in in vitro fertilization, I think is what the proper term is, is they take a egg and sperm and they put them together. And then they see which one and this is for people who are having trouble getting pregnant right they take an egg and a sperm put it together and then they see which one of these are viable which one of these does not appear to have any genetic defects which one of these eggs and sperm does it appear that they can can grow into a can can grow into a healthy child and then once they determine the ones that can grow into a healthy child, they insert them into the mother. And, but this is after they've already put them together. So they insert them into the mother and then the mother is pregnant. See y'all, I read, I be reading. I was like, I don't even know what this shit is, but I read and I found that out. Here's where it gets complicated or here's why we even got here. Let's start there. Why we even got here. No. Yeah. 
it appears that at a fertility clinic, a patient got upset and started destroying a bunch of fertilized eggs. So this wasn't the clinic's doing. This was a patient's doing. And then that went to, they were like, well, how do you punish the, the patient, the person, the person who did it, how do you punish them? Were these eggs, do these eggs have any rights? Is this just someone destroying property or was this someone destroying people? So that's how this got to court or yeah, why this got to court the way it did. What I did not know was they will take several eggs from a woman, fertilize several eggs, the ones, freeze them all. But the ones that are viable, they insert, but the other ones, they discard. You know, some scientific way, I don't know how they discard them, but they discard them. What this ruling says, though, is that those, those eggs that have been fertilized, in essence, are children. Those eggs are now children. And since those eggs are children, they have to be treated as such. Therefore, those children have certain rights. So let's talk about it. Because this is where, for me, that's the story. So this, this is where, for me, it gets, I don't know, I, I start looking, questioning it. If you are saying that those eggs are children, then and and they and they have all those rights, then why can't I why can't I file them kids on my W2s? Um, why can't I take out life insurance policies on those kids? Why can't I financially benefit in no way? Like those kids only cost me money and anybody with kids know that kids cost money. But if you can find a loophole in which you can financially benefit from your kids, then why? Why is that not a viable option? And in this case, that unfortunately is not a viable option. We're saying like, yo, these kids, these are kids, but these kids don't give you, um, don't give you any benefit. And we're even going further saying if you don't use these kids, you can't destroy these kids. Uh, one of the things I read talked about how, and I, I, I misplaced the story, so uh, if it ain't in here right here, I'm going to end up not having the facts there. But one of the things I read talked about how much it cost to, um, how much it cost to then uh, save these embryos. And it's not cheap. So the question then becomes, well, who's paying for it? And should the state pick up that cost? Because in essence, these are now orphaned children. These are now orphaned children, right? Like if, if me and my lady decide we want <laughs> me and my lady, that's hilarious. If, if me and my lady decide that we want to um, have a baby and this is the route we want to go. And then we decide, look, we found the viable, uh, sperm egg combination 
And now, because we have this, we want to go ahead and utilize this sperm-egg combination in whatever way we see fit. So we decide that we're going to do that. Who's responsible for them other sperm and eggs? Like, and, and, and why is it us? Like, at this point, the state should be, in my opinion, if the state is saying that those are children and we are abandoning those children, which most states have that law in which you can drop babies off somewhere for the low ski and for free and they become wards of the state. Hold on. Now I want to know, does Alabama have a, uh, a drop baby off at fire station law? What is that law called? Allow. Safe Haven law. Okay. <laughs> Or the baby Moses law. So I wonder if if that's the case, if I can drop a baby off at a at a fire station and be like, yo, I, my bad, had a kid, it's yours now. If I can do that, then why can't I do that with these kids? Why am I not allowed to do that with these kids? Here's what I want to do. And I just, I don't know how to do it. I legit want to, how do I say this? Okay, here, here's the whole thing. Don't, don't stop at the beginning. I need y'all to hear the whole thing. I want to get somebody pregnant and then be able to file a, um, what is it? A life insurance policy on a, okay, no, okay that, that didn't come out right. I don't want to get nobody pregnant. I want to be able to, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, like I want to have, I want to have a baby. I don't want to have a baby. I want to be able to put a baby in somebody and then take out a life insurance policy. Okay. How do I? I don't think this is going right. So you know what? Never mind. Um, anyway, um, y'all some hypocrites. Let's just start that. Y'all are some hypocrites and y'all going to be like, no, we not. And aside, I put this in the middle of the show so that y'all can't tell people where it's at. I don't need people coming for me. Um, but y'all some hypocrites. And I'm gonna tell y'all why y'all some hypocrites. First of all, Beyonce dropped her country song two weeks ago, I believe it was. And we talked last week about how country stations didn't know. And then they started playing it. Beyonce's uh, now has her first ever number one country single. And here's why y'all are hypocrites. Because when y'all thought that country channels weren't playing Texas Hold'em, y'all were mad at these country channels. And now country channels are playing it. It's the number one arm, I mean, number one country song. It, no, it, yeah, it hit number one. It was number one country song. But it was also charting or also being played on R&B stations. Y'all are calling into R&B stations asking them to play Texas Hold'em. And here's why y'all are hypocrites. Because if this wasn't Beyonce, if this wasn't Beyonce, would y'all be calling your, your local 
R&B playing radio station and asking them to play Garth Brooks if Garth Brooks put out an R&B album? And here's why I know y'all wouldn't. Here's for a fact why I know y'all wouldn't. Because there are certain songs that have been R&B sounding, have had R&B harmonies, have been R&B songs, and y'all be like, "Mm -mm, they white. We're going to keep them over there. You want proof? Justin Bieber. Y'all let Justin Bieber be pop all day long, and Justin Bieber made an R&B album. He said, this is an R&B album. And And it was a good album, too. And I ain't hear none of y'all asking for the Justin Bieber album to be played on R&B stations. Y'all was like, oh, that's pop. He gonna get played over there. And he did get played over there because he's he's pop. But it was an R&B album. Side note, what was that lady's name? I found an artist last night. I was going through some, um, now I gotta find out what her name is so I could tell y'all. It's a really dope artist. Uh, that I just came across last night um, when I was listening to Buddy Vaughn, B-U-D-D-Y-V-O-N-N. If you don't know who she is, go look her up. She has a song called uh, Love and BS that I heard last night for the first time. And I thought, oh, this joint is hot. I should have started the show with it, but I forgot. Anyway, um, also, I've been listening to um, one more. Uh, the the boys from Wanye Morris, his sons, who, by the way, are all named Wanye Morris. Wanye Morris named all of his sons Wanye Morris, which is, I don't know if that's genius or narcissistic, but anyway, one more is the band. I, I don't know if I mentioned them here before, but they got a song called Baby, which is really dope. But this ain't, we ain't talking music. We talking how y'all hypocrites because y'all are asking for R&B stations demanding y'all are demanding that r&b stations play a country song and y'all don't support um country artists that way y'all don't and you can't tell me you do because there are artists in country there are black artists in country music who have not gotten this support and y'all were not asking for those songs to be played on r&b stations prime example k michelle K. Michelle completely switched over to country, started doing country music. She is a bona fide country artist. And the minute Beyonce dropped her album, the internet was like, ooh, K. Michelle fighting the air. And she wasn't, but that's how y'all wanted her to be. Like she was bothered or hurt. What I'm getting at ultimately is y'all some hypocrites. Because at the end of the day, I should not hear Texas Hold'em on any station that's not country. I shouldn't. I shouldn't because it's not a it's not an R&B song. And y'all can't get mad at country stations for not playing this for for y'all can't get mad at country stations for saying, "Yo, we don't play Beyoncé" when your regular station, like the station, your R&B station ain't playing I don't know who's hot in country right now. Um, outside of Jelly Roll, but whoever's hot in country, your R&B station ain't playing them. I know your R&B, your your R&B station ain't playing them. Your R&B station is playing R&B. Texas Hold'em is not an R&B song. It ain't top. Well, but but it's trending in R&B, man. It's it's y'all fraud. That's what it boils down to. Y'all are hypocrites. And honestly, as of right now. I don't know if the song is good. There, I said it.
So check it. <laughs> uh, do I want to talk about this? Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it because we need to talk about it. Um, I saw this on social media. Actually, I didn't see it. I saw the aftermath of it. There was a story that got posted to Instagram that appeared to show a five-year-old girl applying wax to a woman, to a woman's vaginal area. A five-year-old girl was helping her mother while her mother was uh, waxing uh, someone, uh, the hair removal type of waxing. Well, the mom posted the video to social media in her post in the video, social, there were people who were outraged at this little girl applying wax to this woman. Um, the mom has since been arrested. After Headline says, mom arrested after Instagram post about five-year-old daughter helping wax clients. The story goes on to say that the woman who posted it on Instagram uh, after Memphis Police Department received a bunch of complaints about a post of an image of a young girl appearing to apply hot wax to the pubic area of an adult, yada, yada, yada. The woman said that the post, which has now been deleted, that her daughter participated in waxing of about 24 clients in the span of time that exceeded eight hours, yada, yada, yada. The mom got arrested. Okay. Hmm. I, I understand. No, I don't. Either we're either we're going to sexualize this or we're not. Right. Either we're going to sexualize this or we're not. And I say it that way because. I don't know that waxing. And maybe I'm wrong. Y'all can tell me that I'm wrong. I don't know that waxing is a sexual thing. I don't know. I, I don't. I assume that it wasn't. I assumed that it was just hair removal and women got hair removal for a variety of reasons. So if that is the case, if you're getting hair removal for a variety of reasons, why is there it a problem, not sexual, this little girl doing a job? Now, I'm going to say this. She's five. Who in the hell is trusting her? Right? Like I'm not, I am not trusting a five-year-old with clippers around my head. Not going to happen, not now, not ever. Hell to the no. Um, I'm not trusting a five-year-old with clippers anywhere near my body. Like, that's not me. I don't care how good this five-year-old is. I don't care if I have seen this five-year-old just out here killing it with the, with the barber game. My barber is 50-something years old. Shout out to my barber. Um, yeah. I'm not trusting a five-year-old, just me. But if this five-year-old is doing a good job of a, now granted she's not licensed, but I don't know if she needs a license for that. I don't know if her mama had a license for that. I don't, I don't know. Now, outside of the rules. Okay. So if you need a license and she's not licensed, that's a thing. But outside of that, if this is a service that someone can provide an esthetician without having a license, then I don't see what the problem is because we're not sexualizing it, right? Right? It wasn't a little boy doing it to an, an adult woman or vice versa, a little girl doing it to an adult man. This was a girl just 
following in her mother's footstep employment-wise. What happens when your kid wants to go to work with you? Do you do you not take your kid to work? Now, if you work in construction or if you work in if you're a cop, um, which you should you should not be a cop. But if you if you work in a job that's dangerous, I can understand you not want to put your child in harm's way. But if you have a job that is in the cosmetic realm, even if you got a job that's a desk job, whatever your job is, like if your child says, oh, my mom, your child is proud of what their mom does and they want to follow in their mom's footsteps and they have a, um, what's the word? They're taking to the job. I don't see the problem. And I know y'all be like, well, no, you shouldn't. Why? It's not sexual. It's strictly a mom and her daughter working together. I don't believe none of that, but <laughs> I don't believe none of that. At the end of the day, why you got your kid down here by somebody else's box? That's the ultimate question, but I'm not asking that question. They said the mom was arrested um, on a warrant charging her with child neglect. And I'm like, neglect? Shit, the way I'm looking at it, she is using that baby to help make some money, which we talked about earlier. If your baby can't make you no money, then why have a baby? Yay! All right, so let's get to the best part of the show. Uh, first of first of all, first of all, before we start anywhere, shout out to everybody who has gotten a hoodie. Uh, considered getting a hoodie. I ran into somebody the other day who was like, yo, I ordered a hoodie um, and they don't even listen to the podcast. They just saw me posting a hoodie and they was like, I bought a hoodie out of support. So shout out to them. I don't know. Shout out. They, they don't listen to the podcast. So there's that. Um, what else? Uh, um, oh, yo, y'all. GoFundMe took the GoFundMe down. Like, that sucks. The GoFundMe was up, I think, 24 hours. I got no donations. But GoFundMe took the GoFundMe down. They said it's because I violated the terms and conditions. And I'm legit mad about that. Because I'm like, I ain't do nothing. Uh, but just make fun of somebody else with a GoFundMe. Um, anyway, what else is there? Oh, so let's get to it. Let, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it since we are here. Uh, the... We had the contest to name the mascot and the four names that made it to the final round uh, were uh, Fred, Minnie Paul, Chaotic, and Petey Paolo. So I'm going to talk about all of these names real quick. Um, Minnie Paul was kind of my sleeper favorite. Like, I'm not going to say it was my, um, Minnie Paul was my, was my favorite that like how do i say this like for for mass consumption mini paul was my favorite for mass consumption unfortunately it didn't uh it didn't garner enough votes so mini paul came in uh well it didn't win uh my favorite inside joke was fred fred was my favorite inside joke so i'm gonna tell y'all the inside joke the inside joke was back in the day like when I would meet people out at like out, I'd be out and I meet people. I would just tell them my name is Fred. Like 
I didn't know what they had heard about Paul and I wasn't sure what 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 rumors had come with Paul. So I was real like mm, I, I dead ass would meet women. They'd be like, hey, how you doing? I'm Susan. I'd be like, hey, Susan, I'm Fred. And I would wait for them to look like Fred or later they'd be like, oh, yeah, I met Fred. Like people be like, Fred, you mean Paul? So and I would this wasn't even women who um like I was trying to avoid. I would okay, if, moment of honesty. When I met my ex-wife, I told her my name was Fred at some point. Like like that's that's the life that we lived. Um so I was I was rooting for Fred. Mini Paul was my favorite uh, on a grand scale. Fred was my favorite because of the inside joke of it all. But I didn't want to tell y'all the inside joke because then y'all would just vote for Fred. Um, Chaotic made the final round and uh, unfortunately Chaotic didn't win. Uh, the person who nominated Chaotic actually nominated two more names that didn't even get considered. Like, I was like, you only get one. Um, <laughs> it wasn't even that. The other two names couldn't work. And I was like, they know me. So they know the other two names couldn't work. Um, but Chaotic was there. And then there was Petty Paolo. Petty, pa no, not Petty, Petey Paolo. Petey Paolo might have been my least favorite name of all of the names that were listed pd paulo might have been my least favorite name but it was suggested so i put it up and i'm gonna tell you why i was why i was least favorite because i was just like yeah it's silly like i don't yeah i don't like it so from that perspective i was like yeah i hope pd paulo doesn't win um my in the in the grand scheme of things uh one of my partners suggested Doodoo Jenkins. And I will say that I didn't want Doodoo Jenkins to win either. I was like, man, if Doodoo Jenkins wins, I am going to make an executive decision. Doodoo Jenkins will not be the name that we run with. So, um, Petey Paolo, I turned into Petty Paolo. So, uh, and I was like, you know what? I I'll let it be Petty Paolo uh, to, see to see how it does. And Petty Paolo won with 43% of the vote and a ton of y'all voted. So shout out to y'all. Uh, Petty Paolo won. I made an executive decision on top of that. And I changed it to Petty Pablo, um, which Pablo is Paul in Spanish. But I changed it to Petty Pablo. And the winner of the exclusive one of one. Well, two. I'm going to have one. But only two people are going to have one. The winner of the exclusive hoodie is none other than Jennifer. I was going to say Green, but she's married now. Jennifer, is it Render or Reader? Damn, now I feel bad because I don't like Jennifer R. Let's go with that. Jennifer, I, I don't remember her uh, married. Like I know it's, it's an R. I think it's Render. Uh, now I'm doing too much because I now I'm looking for it. I'm like looking for it. Like it's got to be somewhere. Uh, damn it. Jen, shout out to you. You won. Um, let's talk so I can get your what size hoodie you want. Um, the order is already um, it, it's ready. I just had to pick a size. So I will uh, post the winning hoodie tomorrow or Friday. Not today. Uh, today or Friday. Today or tomorrow. Uh, so everybody can see the hoodie that was won along with the uh, winning name. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Now, 
Um, do we want to do? I'm not doing all these questions. I'm not doing all these questions. Uh, I'll do this one. I'll do this one. Someone asked or someone said, name something that you don't regret, but you should regret. <laughs> and when I saw that, you ever like somebody asks you a question and your brain immediately goes to place and then you go, oh, can I talk about that? And you probably shouldn't talk about it, but you have a podcast so you can talk about everything. That's what's about to happen right now. Name something that you don't regret that you should regret. I'm going to tell y'all what it is. It's, 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 it's easier. Ooh, I, oh, shit. Now I just thought of a second thing. Damn it. Uh, both of them make me look bad. Both of them. Oh, do I tell y'all this story? We here now, right? This is this is what we do. Okay. Um, no, I'm not gonna tell y'all that. I, I okay, the, the story that I was going to tell, the only reason I cannot tell it is because of the parameters of the people that it involved, and some of those people uh, uh I'm still very close with. So we gonna not tell y'all that story. I will tell y'all this story though. Something that I don't regret, but I should regret. Let me start by saying this is pre-therapy. I just want to say that pre me going to therapy. Like I, I started seeing a therapist and working out some of my own demons. So this is before that. So I want to be clear. This is before that. So yeah, I just realized what I told y'all probably shouldn't be recorded. So I just deleted all of that. Never mind. Yeah, let's just go with this. Um <laughs> Thank y'all who've already bought a hoodie. If you want a hoodie, the link is in the IG bio. You can go to the theworldaccordingtopaul.com and get you a hoodie while they are still available. Um, let's do this chat GPT sign off so we can get, get up out of here. Remember, folks, life is short. So laugh hard, love loud, and never, ever take life or this show too seriously. <laughs> Please don't. From everybody here at the World of Court in Nepal, stay goofy, stay curious, and stay tuned in. This is Paul signing off with a smile and a cheesy wave. See, had it left off that cheesy wave, we would have been good. This is Paul signing off with a smile and a cheesy wave. Stay tuned and stay out of trouble or get in trouble or at least make the story interesting. Until next time, we'll see you back here. This actually wasn't bad. It, it could tweet. I, you know, I may just make. I'm tired of looking for sign offs. This may be the sign off from here on out. We'll see. Anyway, hey y'all, it's the podcast that no one asked for. It's the world according to Paul. Everybody, Paul is a superhero, so Paul could save your life.